Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on Fridays in May, each film touches upon Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or the hard way to enlightenment and the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie at nortonsimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. Today on the L.A. Report, an atmospheric river is moving through California, and it's forecast to bring extreme flooding, high winds, and even landslides. The most significant rainfall totals for this event are expected across the central and southern coastline. And later, outreach workers with the city of L.A. are using new data to track down renters who are close to getting evicted. It's the result of a new rule passed by the city council that requires landlords to tell the city housing department each time they start an eviction process. And a state law that may makes abortion pills available at University of California and Cal State campuses appears to have a critical weakness, no requirement to actually inform the students of their availability. It's Sunday, February 4th. I'm Julia Paskin. That's all coming up on the weekend edition of the L.A. Report from LAist 89.3. But first, here's the latest news. An atmospheric river is now moving into Southern California. Heavy rains are expected to start mid-afternoon, and they're not going to let up until tomorrow morning. Coastal and inland areas are going to get up to six inches of rain. Mountains and foothills could see up to a foot. Eric Schoening is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. The most significant rainfall totals for this event are expected across the central and southern coastline, including the Los Angeles and San Diego metro areas. Officials are monitoring a number of rivers across the state at a high risk of flooding, including the Ventura River. Here's Carla Nemeth, director of the California Department of Water Resources. So in addition to the localized flooding that will come from heavy precipitation, we are focused on making sure that uh, these riverine systems uh, have the flood support that they need. Meanwhile, L.A. Mayor Karen Bass says city workers have been looking for people who are unhoused ahead of the storm. My Office of Housing and Homelessness Solutions has been ramping up outreach to people experiencing homelessness along the L.A. River and in high flood risk areas for the last week. The city offered a few hundred hotel room vouchers for people experiencing homelessness, although they have all been claimed. Advocates say the city should have done more to prepare and that they are extremely concerned for people living on the street. The storm bringing all this rain is called an atmospheric river. LAist Robert Garova explains what that term means. They get their name because they look like long rivers of water vapor in the sky. Atmospheric rivers form when water evaporates up from the warm Pacific Ocean and then snakes into the West Coast, sometimes causing flooding and heavy snow. And there's a reason we've been hearing atmospheric river more often to describe rain hitting SoCal, says Rose Schoenfeld, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. There's been a lot of science dedicated to categorizing and understanding them better as of recently, so that's probably how it ended up taking off a little more in terms of the usage. These fire hoses bring California up to half of its annual precipitation. For LAist 89.3, I'm Robert Garova. Robert wrote up actually a whole glossary of local weather terms. You can find that at laist.com. 
Landslides in San Clemente have halted Metrolink and Amtrak passenger rail service multiple times through southern Orange County. Now a new plan is in place to build a barrier wall that came after the Orange County Transportation Authority got an emergency fund of $10 million to fix the tracks. Officials say they do not yet have a timeline for when all of that work will be done or when train service will resume. A new waterfront promenade is now open at the Port of L.A. in Wilmington. The $78 million project started about four years ago and turned what you may remember was a parking lot into nine acres of open space. The promenade is part of the port's larger plan to redevelop that waterfront area, which is going to include San Pedro. And the Grammy Awards are tonight at the Crypto.com Arena in downtown L.A. You can expect a very soggy red carpet tonight. The ceremony starts at 5, where Adele, Beyonce, Justin Bieber, Drake, and Sturgill Simpson will vie for Album of the Year. More after this break. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or The Hard Way to Enlightenment by Conrad Wolf and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Bunuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on consecutive Fridays, now through May 31st. More information at nortonsimon.org. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps. Now to the L.A. Report, I'm Julia Paskin. There was a big deadline for renters in the city of L.A. this week. Residents who did not pay all of their pandemic debts by February 1st could now be facing eviction. L.A.ist housing reporter David Wagner has the story of city outreach workers who go door to door to find vulnerable renters. If you want a stressed out renter to answer the door, Nick Diaz says good knocking strategy is key. Knocking too hard can scare people. Instead, try a neighborly knock. And then they can come look at me in their little peephole in the window and see, like, I'm just a person here to chat, you know, not like a cop. Diaz works for L.A. City Council member Hugo Soto-Martinez. His job is to reach out to tenants at risk of eviction. In the past, the city had no idea who landlords were trying to evict. But about a year ago, the city council approved a unique requirement that landlords tell the housing department each time they try to kick someone out. This targeted approach where we're able to go door to door definitely helps us to find the people who need it the most and and who may have otherwise slipped through the cracks. In one building, Diaz knocks on the door of Chela Pippen. She got a three-day notice to pay or move out after falling behind on rent. I've been in a state of anxiety for the past three months that's been overwhelming. The Koreatown tenant says her income declined after she was injured working for food delivery apps. Now she worries she may have to live in her car. I'm a single mom trying to make it work here, and it's, I feel like I'm drowning. Pippin says she's still waiting on the city to deliver the rent relief she applied for. 
Landlord advocates have said the new requirement gives renters an unfair advantage in eviction court. But the data has proven useful for outreach workers like Jeremy Tramer. At a large apartment complex in Encino, he dials randomly on an intercom, hoping to get inside. Hello. Hi, my name is Jeremy. I'm with the office of your LA City Council member, Nithya Raman, and I have some tenant rights information that I was hoping to drop off in the building. Would you be able to buzz me in? When Tramer gets to one woman's door, she tells him about the cockroach problem her landlord refuses to address. She was telling us about all her kids having bug bites. As we were talking to her, there was a cockroach on the wall. She pointed to a cockroach just on the wall, like two feet from me. Tramer explains her rights and how to complain to the housing department. The tenant declined to be recorded for this story. Tramer says her experience is all too common. It's discouraging that there's just cases like this and that you know, we're not going to get to everyone. Some people aren't home. Others are reluctant to open the door. LaBamba Jackson with the nonprofit Mayor's Fund for LA says the goal is to reassure tenants that they don't have to face an eviction alone. There are lawyers who can help and groups that can sign people up for public aid. Once the resident actually kind of realizes that, then they tend to open up. And then we have different tools that we can share with them that help them go through that process that kind of eases their mind. In Hollywood, Jackson and his team head out to buildings hit with multiple eviction notices. They arrive at the doorstep of Josephine Zarate. She says her family got a notice for being a few days late on rent. We were just super nervous and worried because, you know, we have two pets, two babies, and us, and we're just like, we don't know where to go if, you know, we get kicked out or something. Zarate says before moving to L.A. from Tennessee, they never had financial trouble. Now their rent is almost $600 more. She's worried about the future, but feels a little better after meeting these strangers at her door. At first it was a little intimidating, but, um, you know, after they started talking about what they do, it just made me feel a little, like, relief, like, oh, there is help for tenants. Zarate says her family is all paid up, for now. But with money still tight, she's relieved to learn where to turn for help. For LAist 89.3, I'm David Wagner. A California law that went into effect last January said public universities have to provide medication abortions. An LAist investigation has found a patchwork of approaches and how those universities communicate about abortion bills now available. LAist higher education correspondent Adolfo Guzman-Lopez has more. The law says that abortion pills can help students reach their educational goals. Advocates say access to that service is undermined when students don't know it's available. Cal Poly Pomona professor Shada Kafai remembers looking for the information on her campus health center website. When I went to the web, just the web page, I didn't find it. An LAist review of all UC and Cal State student health center websites revealed some did not say abortion pills are available, while others did and included robust details. Cal Poly Pomona does include the information three clicks from the main page. Kafai says it should be easier. When you're in a state of panic and anxiety and trauma, it's incredibly hard to navigate a webpage, especially on your own. So some students may give up. Rita O'Neill is director of Cal Poly Pomona's Student Health Center. She's open to making improvements. Outreach is important, she said, and she and her staff are doing it through smaller settings like the Women's Center and other groups. We find that generally with our um, outreach efforts is that the more intimate, safe space that you can create, the more impact that you can have for students. 
Why does getting the information out matter? There appears to be a gap between student demand for medication abortions and the number of medication abortions students may be getting. I think there are many, many more that are having abortions and getting it done other places. That's Susan Flaming Yates. She's the director of the Student Health Center at Cal State Dominguez Hills. A 2018 study of UC and Cal State campuses estimated that 12 students sought medication abortion per month at Dominguez Hills. She says her center has provided just half that number in the last year. She says she plans to work with the university's deans so the information trickles down to faculty and students. It's just going to be continuing to kind of shout about what we offer and and let them know that we're here. Let them know that, you know, this is going to cost them way, way less money. $10 on this campus compared to up to $600 at some abortion clinics off campus. Medication abortion is free at some of these universities. The power to communicate to everyone on campus lies with top university officials. Paula Tavro is a public health professor at UCLA. She remembers the early months of the pandemic when universities sent all kinds of emails about COVID. Why couldn't a similar email go out every year about um, sexual and reproductive health services? Diana Venegas was a student at Cal State Northridge two years before abortion pills became available on her campus. My abortion is the reason I've surpassed all my goals and have all the opportunities I have now. Venegas said they had no support while looking for medication abortion, and Venegas's tight budget made it a stressful experience. I know that SB 24 would have eliminated so many barriers in my experience, and I really love and champion abortion as it's just an act of self-love and self-sovereignty. Venegas now volunteers for the Los Angeles Abortion Support Collective, helping people before, during, and after abortions. For LAS 89.3, I'm Adolfo Guzman Lopez. Thanks for listening to the weekend edition of the LA Report. The weekend LA Report is hosted by me, Julia Paskin, and produced by Kevin Tidmarsh and Monica Bushman. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Melhouse is the director of content development, and our vice president of podcasts is Shana Naomi Crockmall. Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at LAist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at las.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. LAist Studios operates within the homelands of the Gabrielino Tongva people. We recognize the painful history of displacement, settler colonialism, and erasure of the people, their language, and their sovereignty. Visit laist.com land for more information. We encourage you to get curious about the land on which you live and work. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at las.com events. See you there.